0: Right now, though, as you know, we like to get uh, a little weird here on the show now and then. Maybe weird isn't the best way of putting it. um, We don't want to fight about politics and news stories all day, every day. We like to explore the interesting. For example, UFOs. We talk about those. We've shared these stories before. We're going to do it again. Uh, They've been in the news a lot lately, of course, with the Pentagon releasing their report uh, last week on what they call UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. No little green men in that report, but an admission that there are things in the sky that they simply cannot identify. And there is a lot of them. Our next guest also recently saw something in the sky that he couldn't identify. He says this sighting has changed his entire outlook on life. So, let's get into this now with Andrew Piper, who is a novelist, author of a book called The Residents. Andrew, thanks for joining us this morning. appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, Shane. So why don't we just start with the story? Uh, it sounds like a pretty good one from what I've read. Just tell us about your experience and the sighting that you had.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, compared to, uh, if any of your listeners read, uh, you know, accounts of people who see UFOs. Mine is on the sort of the mild side. It was last, um, last summer, September, uh, at our off-the-grid cottage. It's about two and a half hours north of Kingston, Ontario. And, um, very remote. And I was there with my friend I've had since childhood and, uh, we were having, sitting by the fire and I felt a, I mean, I could only describe it as a strangeness, you know, that, you know, that feeling where, you know, just before, you know, the, before there's a crack of lightning sure. or the, you know, the, the air kind of gets dense. It had that feeling to it. And then I felt a light to my left. I mean, it, it wasn't bright; it wasn't lighting up the clearing. But I felt it, and I turned to the left, and there was a an orb over the lake. Um, it was a good deal bigger than the moon or any planet or star, but it wasn't enormous. You know, it wasn't it wasn't you know sort of like Independence Day. You right. know, those ships. That can't, um, and my friend saw. It. I called his my attention, uh, his attention to it. We both saw it, and we watched it drop uh, from a. High elevation to just sort of over the lake, and then go at a very rapid angle up to the uh, diagonal up, dropped again, and then disappeared at a going at a tremendous uh, uh, speed, and all of it was silent. Okay, no sound at all. No sound at all. I mean, I, after it left, I could hear the dog. I know this dog barking down at the end of the lake, and it's well over a kilometer. That was the only sound. It was a very quiet night.
0: Um how long did it last? Like, was it, did this take like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or was it very, very brief? About a minute and a half,
1: all told. We we ran down to the dock after it uh, took off, you know, trying to, um, a lot of people have since asked, "Well, why don't you take a picture of it, where's the video? And we did have phones on us, it's true, Uh, we all do these days, don't we? But um, uh, it was only when we got down to the dock that we thought, oh, let's let's try to get this, because as we're watching it, and again, I think this is true for a lot of people who have experiences like this, you don't think where's my phone? Right, you, yeah. you're, 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 you're in the moment. And it, cause it's really deeply, deeply weird to see something that you know has no,
0: you know, no explanation. Now, before you, this sighting, leading up to it, how would you classify yourself? Were you a skeptic? Were you a believer? Was this something you're interested in? Or sort of what approach were you taking? Was this something you were hoping to see all your life kind of a thing? Or were you sort of like, ah, oh, these things don't exist?
1: I was certainly not a believer, but um, I call myself a student of the strange. You know, I, I, it is certainly something I'm interested in. I write, I've made a career in writing novels, fiction, about the supernatural, you know, ghosts, the demonic, uh, the spiritual, etc. And as a consequence of that, I mean, I, I, again, I don't have a horse in the race. I don't, I've never had a supernatural experience. I've never seen a ghost, nothing of the kind. Yeah. Um, but because of my work, I do a lot of appearances, and, and people write to me and come to me. Uh, at live events and tell me their stories, you know, whether they've seen a ghost, whether they, you know, have had some encounter with the supernatural. And almost without exception, these are educated, intelligent, rational, sober people who have had this experience that they can't explain. They're often very shy about it. Um, So there's a, even I've had this enormous body of anecdotal experience through these people. Um, But again, it didn't push me into believing and I still don't know what I believe, you know, I don't, I, it's not that I have a commitment now to like, well, now I believe in aliens, I just know what I saw.
0: Um, but you do write that it has changed the way you sort of, well, your entire life, right? It's sort of taken you back to an earlier time and sort of changed the way you view the world and the unknown, right? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I guess, you know,
0: it, it, it's alerted or enlivened
1: in me that sense of, I think many of us have as children, of, of anything being possible. Yeah. That the world and the universe—you know—when you're when you're a kid and you look up at the stars and you wonder, what's past that? You know, like I know I understand it's infinite, but what's that even mean? And you're grasping and trying to grapple with all those big concepts, and then you grow up and you kind of push it aside. It's either too uncomfortable, or you think, well, we've got that all figured out, um, and you lose that sense of mystery, the sense of possibility, um, of uncertainty, and you sort of hold on to what you think is certain. I don't know, I guess, to kind of feel more secure in the world or in yourself. And so my experience, I mean, again, it wasn't profound in the sense of, like, oh, I was beamed up and abducted right. or anything like that. But, you know, it just reintroduced me to that sense of just enormous possibility and also how little we know. You know, it, it humbled my sense of
0: where humanity stands in terms of understanding, you know, the cosmic yeah, because we tend to see ourselves as being all-knowing, right? I mean, we're, we're we're this advanced species, and we know everything. But what we don't know far outweighs what we do know in reality. No, absolutely, absolutely, and you know, it's just a, it,
1: it's also a reflex in us, and or at least in some of us, to kind of uh, explain it, you know, explain things away. So yeah. I know that even since I published this article in the Globe and Mail in the weekend. I've had a lot of people write to me and say, oh, I know what you saw. It was fireflies. It was the International Space Station. It was ball lightning. It was a kid playing with a drone. Each of those people were certain. You know, each of them, in good faith, felt that they had it all figured out. Well, they can't all be right. Um, and I don't know what it was, but it's interesting that that human reflex to kind of explain it away is very common. I don't know where it comes from, but, yeah, I mean, I've experienced a lot of it in the last couple of days.
0: Um, so it's changed your life. Wow? How? How are you living differently? How are you viewing things differently? What kind of effect has it had on you, you know, since it's been almost a year now, right? It's been a year, yeah. I think, well, I certainly
1: look at the sky differently, Um, you know, not that I expect, uh, you know, whatever I saw to return, or I don't feel that I'm special or chosen in any way, but I, you know, I look up and I just don't see this, uh, you know, benign curtain of blue or black. I see something that is genuinely, um, you know, open to possibility that, that there is some, um, you know, that there's a, that it's a doorway as much as a, you know, an end point. And, um, what might come through that doorway? I have no idea, but it, it, I think it's genuinely humbled me. It's, it's reminded me in my own life where I've, you know, I feel professionally successful. I, I, I feel like I know what's going on in the world. I'd stay up to date, but, um, wow, how little I know, how small I now feel, you know, in relation to my knowledge, and also on this planet, you know, how small it is in this literally infinite uh, space of possibility.
0: That's kind of an exciting place to be, though, right? I mean, it just, it's like you say, it's like being a child, and there's all these things left to discover, and all these things that are possible. That's an exciting proposition. I
1: find it that way, and I. But I think other people respond differently. You know, it, it, it's sort of like being a well with fear. You know, I think some people look at the night sky or look down into the depths of a lake where they can't, where, where the light doesn't reach, and instead of feeling wonder or mystery, they feel fear. And um, with fear of the unknown, of course, is it leads to a lot of dangers historically, it leads to war a lot of the time and a lot of conflict. So. For some, it engenders fear, and for some, it engenders a sort of almost, you know, vertiginous
0: wonder. Excellent. Great story. Thanks so much, Andrew. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. That is Andrew Piper, who is a novelist, author of a book called The Residents and Others, telling us his story, a couple of texts. I I missed it. What did he see? What did he see? He was at a lake in Ontario, north of Kingston, um, one night sitting around the fire when he noticed a flash of light. Uh, So he followed it and it sort of, it took off in a diagonal direction really quickly. Then it came back down and then it took off straight vertical and disappeared. And it was totally silent the entire time. What was it? Who knows? He said he's had lots of people offer him explanations as to what they think it was. I think that's probably par for the course, but he's not the only one. There were 1,243 sightings of UFOs reported across Canada in 2020, which is actually a pretty big jump. From the previous year, according to uh, researchers who look into this sort of thing, but they find that the sightings have actually increased over the past thirty years. And Andrew, he he made a good point. Here's the thing: he had his phone on him, right? We are all walking around with extremely powerful and very good cameras, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. So if we're all seeing these things, and if it's becoming more and more common, and you know, sightings are going up twelve hundred. In Canada last year, why aren't we getting some decent pictures and video of this? That's what I don't understand. We've all got cameras on us all the time now. You would think that if somebody saw this, somebody somewhere would grab a picture. And, and another listener making another point. These things always happen in the bush, right? They always happen in the woods. James says, in regard to UFO sightings, after all these people reporting all these years about whatever can't be explained, why haven't the odds of a sighting, as usually described, haven't happened in a major populated area? What are the odds of that not happening? You would think that a sighting or a viewing would invoke hundreds or thousands of people to report the same event. There have been some. There was the Phoenix Lights one. If you remember that, uh, a lot of people saw that. Um, it has happened in populated areas, but you're right. You know, it's typically out over the ocean that these Navy pilots see it, or uh, like Andrew at some remote off the grid lake north of Kingston in the uh, Ontario bush. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's where they want to land. I don't know. It's always
1: fascinating to me.